fierce ladies, welcome to the Moms in Real Estate podcast, where we unleash our unapologetic power to share the raw truth of our journeys. Brace yourself for a dose of empowerment, education, and encouragement like never before. I'm Kristen, a relentless entrepreneur obsessed with connecting and uplifting fellow boss babes. In this podcast, we're all about getting down to business, conquering motherhood, nurturing relationships, and so much more. Get ready to dive into the nitty gritty, embrace the hustle, and unravel the secrets of success in the world of real estate. We're here to ignite your fire, equip you with the knowledge, and unleash your limitless potential. Tune in as we redefine what it means to be a true boss babe. Welcome to the Moms in Real Estate podcast. In this episode, we're thrilled to have our guest, Caroline Hobbs, broker and owner of Reward Realty in California with us today. With 14 years in real estate and a passion for tech, Caroline has successfully balanced her roles as a mother of two, Harper and Holden, while navigating the challenges of running a brokerage and a real estate tech company in Silicon Valley. Stay tuned as Caroline shares her insights into leveraging technology for work-life balance, her upcoming tech stack launch, and the daily struggles of motherhood and owning her own business. Join us as we explore Caroline's journey, finding balance through better technology in the fast-paced world of real estate. Hey, Caroline, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks so much for coming on the Moms in Real Estate podcast. I'm so happy to have you on. Thank you. Excited to be here. So everyone wants to hear your journey. So let's get started by you've been in real estate for 14 years now, and you are now a broker owner and you are launching something pretty cool. So let's start from the beginning. Like, tell us a little bit about why you got into real estate and what it's looked like for you. Absolutely. So I am a third generation real estate professional. So my grandfather, he was a contractor and had his real estate license. My mother sold new homes for Fieldstone for years and years and years um, and eventually moved into the financing side of things. And then um, during college, uh, while studying to get my degree in finance, I started working for a realtor um, in the area and started out as an open house host and worked as an assistant, kind of learned the business. And then uh, shortly after graduation is when I finally got my license. And, um, you know, the rest is kind of history. We just celebrated our 10-year anniversary since I started the brokerage back in April. Congratulations. So it's been a long road. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for Um, sure. And it's it's so cool to see that this has been like your whole life. Like you yeah. literally have been in real, and that is not common. I feel like I run into people like you very rarely. A lot of people, it's like a second career yeah. or a, you know, something like that. But it's kind of, you know, I, I guess it's kind of in my blood. Mm-hmm. It is in your blood. So uh, that's what I like to say. Um, so yeah, I uh, started Reward Realty about 10 years ago. My initial aim was, is, Pretty much at that time, the only players out there were the big companies like Keller Williams and Intero and Coldwell Banker and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to offer real, I wanted to offer agents a place where they had a little bit more creative freedoms mm-hmm. with their business and were able to, you know, um, I wanted to create a more pro agent atmosphere. Yeah. And. So um, after teaching classes and helping with the systems, uh, Keller Williams, um, you know, I realized that I didn't need them. Yeah. 
um, and they weren't providing value um, that was equal to what I was contributing to them with desk fees and commission splits and everything like that. So um, yeah, about 10 years ago, I decided to start Reward Realty. Um, and at first I kept it small because quite frankly, I started Reward Realty in 2013, which is the same year I got married. Yeah. <laughs> and so, And it was just a couple of years after that, that I found myself pregnant with our first child. Um, so I have a five-year-old, he'll be six in January and I have a seven-year-old daughter. And so it's been a long road to actually growing the brokerage and growing the numbers and um, developing tools that can actually help agents thrive mm -hmm. and succeed and build their careers. So that's what we specialize in. Are you still in production? I am. You are? Okay. Yeah. You've got a lot going on. Yeah. I, I have a great team. I wouldn't be able to do it without them. So like when I say I'm in production, I go on the appointments and, you know, I, I handle the negotiations, but honestly, um, we built some really amazing systems that do a lot of the backend work, but also keep the clients updated. And so it's really helped me with that work-life balance yeah. um, between that and time blocking. That's how I'm able to do as much as I do. Oh, I love talking about time blocking. I feel like it's something that um, I have to constantly reteach myself and I change. I feel like time blocking looks so different for me every year. Um, yeah. Is that how it is for you? Um. Sometimes they get shifted around. I would say like once a quarter, we kind of have to look at the times of the days that we're booking off and like how things are going with that. Um, I think for me, the trouble with being consistent with the time blocking has been with, you know, growing the brokerage and growing the agent. My schedule is not always uh, for me to choose. Sometimes it is imposed upon me. <laughs> Yeah. And so that that's when I kind of struggle with the time blocking is when I don't get to um, fully have control of my schedule. Yeah. So, what if um, you, as a broker owner, um, obviously, one of your main roles is, um, you know, growing the brokerage, like you were saying, and that's by, you know, recruiting and then maintaining what you have. What have been some of like your struggles around that? And what have been some of the great things that have come of that? Yeah. Um, I think that recruiting is challenging um, and adding people to your team is, is challenging. And I think the most difficult thing is, is that if you're going to bring someone under your wing, you really kind of expect them to step up and pull, pull on their big boy pants, so to speak, and like do the work. Yeah. Um, and you would think that, you know, this is a job. You're here to serve others. Um you do actually have to call people. <laughs> you you know? have to work. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, a lot of our jobs as realtors is to kind of be the mom of a transaction mm -hmm. and to carry them along and make sure everybody has done their homework and all of their dots are in a row and just making sure everything is the way it needs to be. Um, and I feel like it's kind of the same thing as a broker is I am trying to guide my agents and guide my team and make sure that they're building healthy habits that are going to help them sustain their business and hopefully grow it to reach new numbers. Yeah, absolutely. It is it is such a struggle and it is no matter what broker, owner, team lead you talk to, you know, I think we all experience the same thing. 
Um, what has been something that's been like really successful for you for growth as far as um, like attracting new agents into your brokerage? Yeah, a few things. Um, and it's multifaceted, you know, um, a reputation, having a great reputation is awesome, but honestly, it, I have been forcing myself to step outside the box okay. and, um, ask people at the end of the tra- transaction, like, how do you like working with your current brokerage? Like, just so you know, we have some great offerings. If you're ever open to a, a conversation, I'd be happy to take you out for a cup of coffee. Yeah. Um, so asking for the business, same thing that you have to do in real estate, asking for it. Yeah. You know, you know what I find and you might've found this over the last 10 years too, is, um, you know, in our industry, the word recruiting is it's negative to a lot of people. And it's Mm -hmm. really funny to me because I always like remind real estate agents. I'm like, you know, you're recruiting buyers and sellers the same way a brokerage or a team lead is recruiting real estate agents. And for me, I always love and respect when people are working for my business and I'm always like open to hearing. And I feel like for some reason in our industry, it, it got this like negative cloud over it. And I'm like, it shouldn't be that way. It's, you know, I think that it's just having respect that I love when people ask for business. So I'm glad that you're doing that at the end of transactions. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm a part of our local uh, board of realtors so I am pretty visible to people. So that's been really good with helping people get to know who I am as a person. It's absolutely benefited all of our clients and things like that. Cause I'll have my agents say, Oh yeah. Do you know so-and-so they, they gave us a second shot because, you know, they said that they're friends with you. And so nice. it's just, I think it's kind of like when you put goodwill out into the world, goodwill comes back to you. Yeah. And so when you do good business and you treat people well with respect and it's going to come back and it's going to come back in tenfold and probably not the way you anticipated it to, but at the end of the day, it didn't cost you anything and you have nothing, but you know, you have nothing to lose everything to gain. Yeah. Um, So I treat all of my agents like family members and I try to respect the boundaries because not every agent is trying to be a top producer. No, there are, there are agents that are just like, I only want to sell three or four houses a year. Yeah. You meet them this where they're just at. Supplement, yeah. Just to supplement my life. Like, <laughs> yeah. how do I go? I have a full-time job that I love. I don't plan on quitting it, but I have my license. So I feel like I should do something with it. Great. I had an agent, actually, we were talking about that. And so, um, I'd love to give you guys this tip. (laughs) I told him um, he closed six transactions this year. A lot of them were family. He also sent out a few referrals, but again, they were just family. So it was kind of low hanging fruit, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But I told him, I go, how many people do you have your Christmas card list? Okay, great. You send out 150 cards a year. That means that you have people's names, you have their addresses, and more than likely, you also have their phone number. Are all of those people in your database? Because if they're not, they need to find their way into the database, and then they need to be set up on HomeBot or you know some kind of um, monthly alert system talking to them about value. And when you send those emails out prompting that, make sure you're asking at the bottom how much you appreciate their support, of your business. And if they have any friends or coworkers or anything like that, thinking about buying or selling, please ask them to give them your name as a referral. Yeah. It's not hard. You're going to send them out regardless. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Well, it's, it's so simple thing. and it's, but it's actually like implementing it. Right. And it's even a question mm-hmm. I ask all the time is for a lot of social media, um, realtors out there or business owners in general, it's like, you know, if you have, you know, five, 6,000 followers on Instagram, how many people are in your database? And usually that number doesn't match too. Right. And so you're like, how yeah. are you getting these five or 6,000 people's email addresses? Like what's your strategy around that and making sure to help them come up with some kind of lead gen form um, utilizing, <clears throat> utilizing Instagram or Facebook or whatever they're using TikTok, um, to pull people from social media and into their database. Same thing that you're doing with, um, the cards. And I think that that's great. Yeah. We have a lot of different, um, like landing page scenarios, mm-hmm. um, that we use for our marketing campaigns. Um, those really help us. We have them all track into our database and they automatically get set up on an alert. It's identified based on um, like the link that was clicked, whether it was a buyer or seller based on like their browsing is and it, whatnot. Which um, is it like through KV core? Is it through? No. So what we've done is we've taken follow up boss. Yep. And are you familiar with a company called open to close? Uh, I don't think so. Um, have you heard of Sisu? Yes. Okay. Open to close is Sisu in two years. Okay. Okay. They just have a lot more functionality. I love Sisu, love the owners. I think they're amazing, but open to close is a superior product. Really? Okay. It just is. Okay. Um, it does basically take a technology degree to build it out. So, you know, I made friends with a lot of these people and I was talking to the CTO of open to close and I go, so what is the length of your average customer? And he's like eight, eight and a half months. And I'm like, that's not even a full contract. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Hi, it's Barbara with your tax coach, and we love helping entrepreneurs save money on their taxes. Here's a quick tax tip. Improvements to your property, whether it's your personal residence or an investment property, helps increase what's called your basis, and it will help you pay less in taxes when you sell the property. So don't forget to always improve your properties. For more info, follow us on Instagram at yourtaxcoach or go to our website, yourtaxcoach.com. You're you're probably around a bunch of these techie people out there. Exactly. And so we've built these programs over another developer tool so that we have complete um, synchrony between programs. Mm -hmm. So like all of the information flows, all of the dates flow for the calendars to set reminders and things like that. And then what we're actually building um, as our own proprietary software, like the sync between these programs is proprietary um, and the build outs and everything that we offer are basically turnkey where people can just immediately upload their database to it and start selling without having to <laughs> build all of these things. Um, well, that's where people don't take action is, you know, they love everything that's taught to them around everything that you're talking about, but it's like, you just, once the conversation's over, they don't know where to start and it's too overwhelming. And so they just don't do like anything. Like deer in headlights. Yeah, absolutely. And I would imagine that's one of your biggest attraction tools is that you are probably a very tech savvy, um, t- a tech forward brokerage where I feel yeah. like, you know, most agents that I've talked to over the years, that is one of their top pain points is just like the systematizing of their business. And so that's what we actually do for teams and brokerages Mm -hmm. is by uploading them onto our system and teaching them how to do the workflows. It systemizes everything. And the system that we're actually building is going to use AI to um, 
organize all of the paperwork and it's actually going to use AI to fill in the forms that run the open to close program. Mm. So no one is actually going to ever have to log into open to close. It will run in the background, just using the code base. That's so valuable. Mm -hmm. And um, we'll use AI to basically upload the purchase contract, pull all necessary parties information from that contract and kick off the scheduling of those events, whether it's actions or contingency removals and and basically all of those things have reminder emails built out and open to close that keep everybody on track throughout the transaction so that nobody's ever missing a beat. I have to tell you guys, if you're listening and not watching, her whole face lights up when she talks about tech. <laughs> <laughs> like your whole demeanor just went like totally shifted because you just got so happy and it's something you're passionate about. And one thing I love, love is that when you realize like, Real estate is the vehicle for you to do something that you're passionate about. And that's for so many different things. I feel like that's what it is for you. Like you seem like you're just like, you're really into this tech stuff and real estate is like the vehicle that you're riding to be able to like, be able to launch this new venture that you have, which is so cool to watch. Exactly. That's exactly it. And, you know, I think the problem with a lot of real estate technologies that are currently available right now is a lot of them are one trick ponies. Mm-hmm. Where it's like they do one thing really, really well. And then the rest is very mediocre. And you've got companies like KB Core and Chime that are just trying to acquire companies mm-hmm. to make things better. But it's kind of like um, the right hand doesn't talk to the left hand very well. Mm-hmm. And heaven forbid you want to use a program outside of the ones that they're requiring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's difficult to integrate with them. And um, I, I mean, I was a previous customer of both of those companies. So yeah, <laughs> I know them. I know them both very, very well. Mm-hmm. But um, I think there's no truer term for this. I know we've all heard it. A master of all is a master of none. Mm -hmm. And it's so true when it comes to technology and systems. And so that's why I think that the stack that we're actually building and the fact that we're like, for example, I use thanks.io for postcards, but maybe you use CoreFact Mm -hmm. or, or something else, you know, but they still have an open API. Our team will actually help you integrate that into your process. So it's like if you have property that's coming soon and you want to send out those coming soon postcards, we can have that automatically glow as soon as the stage changes within the database. Yeah. Um, And we're doing the same thing with gifting and um, postings and things like that as well. So again, it's all in a central place. And basically you manage your business straight from the follow-up boss contact page. Yeah, that's awesome. So cool. Yeah. So when are you launching this? Um, we are in development right now. We are estimating a completion end of Q1. So we have a um, we have a interest list that we are um, building right now. So um, I can give you the email address. It's info at rewardrealtysolutions.com. Um, and that is what we're using to kind of keep in contact with people, let them know where we're at and what they can expect. And then also to start, that's what we'll use to start, um, onboarding people as well. So it'll be based on priority when you sign up. Yeah, that's great. Um, we'll put all the information in the show notes as well. Um, so let's talk about, um, you know, I want to ask you, you have a lot going on and you have young kids. What have been some Mm -hmm. of like the struggles with that? There's never enough hours of it in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Like 
I mean, there's weeks where I am like super Caroline in the office. And then there's weeks where I'm super mom. I mean, I took Thursday last week off to um, participate in Prairie Day, which is where you dress up like you're in the 1800s and the kids all play silly games and things like that. So I think it's really important to achieve that work-life balance. Um, Building a team has certainly um, allowed me to do that. Mm -hmm. I have... um, five people on my sales team. I've got 12 people at the brokerage and I have two staff members in the office as well. So between all of them, they really helped me with, you know, allowing me to explore all of the things that I want to do. Um, have, and you, help me prioritize those. have you found yourself throughout, you know, your time as a entrepreneur and as a mother where you're totally slacking in an area like where you're just like, I've completely not paid attention to this. And now I need no, to really work it. <laughs> never. Uh-uh. No, uh, of course I have. I <laughs> totally. Last week was terrible personally. Yes. This week, but I was great as a mom. And we all have those weeks where it's like nothing, nothing is ever perfect across nope. the board. It's, it's up and down. It's upside down. It's, it is what it is. Um, right now. I mean, one of the things that we really prioritize as a family is having dinner together every night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't have a lot of hobbies because quite frankly, I don't have a whole lot of free time. I but, read your hobbies. Um, I think your hobbies were working outside of work. Was that one of them? No, it was um, traveling, drinking wine. <laughs> I did see drinking wine. And I also saw, what was the other thing? Of, what was it? I do a lot of gardening too. So gardening. I like to cook. Yes. Well, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, you have a lot of hobbies. So, I mean, cooking for your family. I don't know if that's a hobby or a chore. Sometimes <laughs> depends on your mindset, I guess. Oh, that's the most true statement ever. Like, I feel my mindset over the last handful of years has been that it's a chore, and I literally had to switch it recently. I was like, why am I so like burdened by dinner? Like, it's such yeah. a problem in my life, and so I just was like. I am lucky that I get to be making dinner for my family and like just trying to switch it and trying to like lean into it and it's gotten better. It's I still don't enjoy it that much, but I'm trying and it's getting better. I think like as like working moms, um, we have this like switch in our head where we're we're never doing enough. Mm-hmm. Nothing is ever good enough. We can always be better. We should always be better. Like I think you know, you look at the housewives in the sixties and like those period TV shows and it's like, but shouldn't I be that? Mm-hmm. I think it's all brainwashing. Um, I think, you know, we all have different skills. My husband is like, he's great at waking up early with the kids. He's like Mr. Mom in the morning, making breakfast and getting the snacks together. Like it's about, I think, clear communication, not allowing yourself to get to burnout and also just accepting failures with grace because yeah. like we all have them. <laughs> yeah. That's just part of it. I mean, I felt every, and I don't even know that week. it's necessarily a fail failure. Like I don't, I, you know, I think that there's some weeks where we eat dinner at home every single night. And there's some weeks where I don't cook a single night of the week. And I recently in the past year learned to let go of that guilt over not having like a fresh homemade meal on the table because fed is fed and happy is happy. Yeah. Fed is <laughs> no fed. what form it comes from. So 
Yeah, that's so good. I love that. Well, thank you so much for everything today that you've shared with us. And I know that, you know, when we put in the show notes, everyone's going to probably be super interested in what you're launching. Um, If somebody wanted to follow you on Instagram, what's the best um, handle for you? Um, Caroline Hobbs RE. That is my personal account. Um, I'll be promoting the uh, Reward Realty Solutions as soon as we kind of have content to post on it. <laughs> it's still, uh, the website's not up and everything yet. So it's um, been in the works. Well, it's really awesome to watch what you're building and um, I'm excited for your launch. So is, I'm going to end it real quick with, I have a question that's just super fun. If you had to go to into business with any celebrity, who would it be and why? Kim Kardashian. Because she's actually really smart and she's a very hard worker. I tell people all the time when they knock the Kardashians, I'm like, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure they're like some of the smartest business owners I've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. So true. Good answer. I like that. Why don't you say Kris Jenner? Um, she's a little scatterbrained. Okay. All right. I mean, she's mom of all of these. She's the momager extreme, but I have a mom that's already bearing down my neck all the time. No more bearing moms. No, I, yeah. Um, but Kim, I feel like would be a good business partner. Yeah, I do too, for sure. Maybe Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, I've been, I just was watching something on her last night. She's, I think there was a thing about her and Brad Pitt and how he, she, I think she was calling him like the love of her life. Oh, I, I did not an article that. yesterday. I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't even remember that they dated because they dated when I was like four. Yeah, but <laughs> totally. That's so fun. Well, anyway. it's been great having you on and thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. You Bye. too. Hi, it's Kim and Whitney from Real Social Agent, and we love helping real estate professionals create social media content that helps them grow their business. If you're a real estate professional looking to save time and create more effective content, we're about to make your life so much better. You're amazing at what you do, and we're here to make sure everyone else knows that. From social media coaching to custom content creation, our job is to make you shine. Follow us on Instagram at Real Social Agent or download our free Reels 101 library at the link in the show notes. Thanks, friend, for listening to the podcast. We love having you in our community. If you enjoyed our podcast, please leave us a review or share it with a friend. Also, we'd love to connect with you on Instagram. Go follow us at Moms in Real Estate.